laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the inaugural The Spread Podcast. What up, Marcus? What's going on? My name's Jordan Lemasters. This is my brother, Marcus Lemasters. Uh, this is The Spread. This is the first episode. Uh, this is a sports gambling podcast. Uh, both me and my brother are avid sports gamblers. Um, we fell into some success lately, and we figured, hey, let's share some of this luck. Spread the wealth. Spread the wealth. Not a popular thing, but we're we're finna do it. Um, I guess we'll, you know, just to get things going here, we're gonna introduce ourselves and kind of like talk about what we're all about and what the show's gonna be about. It's the first one, so here we go. Uh, like I said, my name's Jordan. Um, I work in sales. Um, I love sports. Played college football. I watch way too much football. I probably watched. Over 30 games of football per week. Big football guy. Huge. Massive. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, started gambling on sports maybe almost two years ago. And, you know, this year I've just started noticing I've been on the plus side of things typically. And, you know, it's just so much fun. And, you know, I want to share it. And that's, that's it. What's up with you, Marcus? What's going on, everybody? My name, like you said, my name is Marcus. I was, uh, both of us actually were born in West Virginia. So I'll say this up front. If I always seem to be betting on West Virginia, one is because I always do. Yeah, I I bet on them a lot. Um, Die Howard Mountaineers fan. Uh, But basically, yeah, I'm also in sales. I'm in the uh, dental industry. We're just a couple sleazy salesmen. Just sleazy salesmen out here just trying to make a buck. Um, So my, my, yeah, so my thing is. I played basketball since I was able to walk. I've played, I've coached, and actually this year, not to brag, humble brag. You've got a basketball mind. Yeah, ba- huge basketball guy. I'm actually 65% this season on basketball picks. So if you're NBA, uh, right? Yeah, NBA. Okay. NBA. I haven't bet on college yet, even though college is a uh, it's a great time to bet. The Lions are a little goofy, but yeah, NBA 65%. So if you guys are looking to make a buck, you know, just follow my picks on the NBA, and yeah. Pretty much uh, guaranteed to uh, get you some money. Nice, That's man. what I'm about. Big basketball guy. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, he kind of said it, but the point of the show is we're trying to give out some picks and just share some knowledge of what's going to make you some money. So, you know, I, I'm not going to say I don't lose because I've have a I've actually just had a really bad week. <laughs> for some reason, bet against Ben Roethlisberger on Thursday. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Um, he all of a sudden became like the best quarterback ever, but you know, uh, we've basically just been doing well and, and, and we feel like we're having fun with it. And, we and honestly, if I can add, we, we have these conversations on the phone, like Sunday afternoons, we talk about all our beats, our locks, our underdogs, we're like, dude, let's spread it. Let's, let's get everyone yeah. else in on this conversation. If we can get everyone over 60%, we're all making money, right? Yeah. That's America. Right. That's the American dream right there. Right. Here we go. Um, but yeah, I, I also think outside of just our experience, I just think it's a good time for this. Like everyone's gambling on sports. Like all my buddies are doing it at least some degree. What about you, Marcus? Yeah, man. I mean, I think definitely sports gambling is taking an uproar and you, you have to think there's gotta be a time where 
sports gambling becomes legal. I mean, think about it. If you were at like a Buffalo Wild Wings and they had their own sports book, think how much money that Dude, would make. Dude, you just lock it in on your tab. Right. They give you that so little. Like, I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a mango habanero. And plus Rams plus five. two. Yeah. Yep. yep, exactly. So, you know, instead of playing the little bullshit, you know, poker they give you, why not lock in some bets? I don't see why it's not legal. I, I don't know the legality of it, but I would assume at some point sports gambling well, will be legal, especially now that there's, you know, there's sports teams, you know, going in Vegas with the, you know, the Raiders moving to Vegas. Vegas has a hockey team. You know, I think it's coming. I think it's something definitely to uh, to be looking out for. Yeah, we're going to be woke on it. We've been woke on it. Um, if you aren't gambling on sports yet, start. Yes. You're, you know, it's super fun. That's a good point. Step number one, if you're listening to this and not betting on sports, start. Get a bet DSI, Bovada, no free advertising, but get yeah. an account. We have no sponsors yet. Get your feet wet. And, uh, yeah, join the addiction. It's well, you fun. have to follow us, though, because we've been doing this, like, dude, when I started, I, yeah, I threw oh, a dude. lot of money away. Bets I, on every single line. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was rough. But I, I've, I've started to tailor what I do. You start to notice trends. You start to notice, um, you know, similarities between, you know, winning lines and losing lines, whether it's the relationship of the spread and the, and the points totals. You just start to notice certain things. I could be crazy. And, you know, there's all these theorists. The bottom line is even these statistics guys, maybe they graduated from like MIT or whatever. Even those guys who are using all statistics, um, you know, they're still struggling. We're just a couple of guys having fun, and that's what we're going to do. Join us. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to jump into some picks. Uh, I think the first thing – just to kind of ground us. It's probably not a good thing to start off a podcast by talking about <laughs> how terribly I did this week, but we want to start our week by addressing bad beats. Um, I think one, because it sobers us Two, because if someone's listening to this and we gave them a pick and it was a bad beat, like they're going to be like, what the fuck, what the fuck happened? So we'll just address and that at the end of the day. If someone has the same bad beat as me, Hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to hear about it. We can share. We can share our exact misery. Hey, misery or what is it? A company's misery's best friend. If you guys share it, I've never hit us that. up. You but, never heard that? No, that's the thing. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll talk about our bad beats first, um, just to get it out of the way, and then we'll be positive for the rest of the time. Anyway, I bet. Actually, last night we're recording this <laughs> on a Friday. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is a washed-up, fat old man who has no business playing quarterback in the NFL anymore. Agreed. Great. I'm glad you agree with me on that. Somehow he threw for 300 yards and four touchdowns last <laughs> night, and I took the Tennessee Titans plus seven. Probably the worst decision. You teased that, didn't you? I teased it, too, yeah. So I technically was 14, and... Ben all of a sudden just like came alive and is now um, an MVP caliber quarterback um, after literally throwing the ball in the dirt for like seven weeks straight. The thing that cracks me up about Ben Roethlisberger is you watch him, you know, earlier in the season, he looks like he is stuck in mud. So big Ben's kind of thing was, you know, just the ability, the playmaking ability and all this. But when I watch Ben Roethlisberger, it's just been absolute I mean, trash. How old is he? That's a great question. Hold Let's on. Google I'm that gonna, real I'm quick. I'm going to look. How old is Ben? 
hold on. We'll cut this. Oh no, we're not. He's cutting. 35. Right. So, and he's like what six? How look how big he? Like, he's like what six three? Probably two fifty, two forty. I mean, he honestly just looks like a like a fat washed up dad. He's six foot five. I was off. Six five, probably. I mean, I would imagine two fifty. I feel like maybe we should know this, but it's not. Nah, really, it's all right. We're not really like stats guys so much. We're just like gambling. So, um, anyway. He's been just, like, so bad all year, and then all of a sudden, one night, he decides to turn it on. Totally. I got to say, I gotta say, when you texted me that you had um, Titans plus 14, I was a little scared because that was the, you know, the first game of the weekend on that big teaser you played, and I was like, God damn, if this doesn't hit, that, that's just fucking awful. Yeah, man. I... It's the thing is Ben is surrounded by really good... Yes team Very he's good. got a b he's got antonio brown i mean it doesn't i honestly just see the steelers as like the super lucky team yeah like, i mean i think like any and you hear everyone talking about like the steelers are always in the conversation to play and win for a super bowl so that it, it, and honestly to me i don't i don't get it well i think dude marcus Mariota threw three picks last night okay i didn't yeah that's I true. mean, like there were, and and they capitalized on all of those. It was close they in the were first half, goals. so they kind of hanging around. They did hang around, but I don't know. I just, I just feel like they've won some games. Pittsburgh has, and I don't see them getting deep into the playoffs at all because I just feel like there's this weird thing going on with Ben Roethlisberger where somehow he's able to perform well. He, I drink, he drinks out of the fountain of youth at points. Sometimes he looks like dog shit. Other times he looks like Big Ben of young. I just think he looks like shit all the time. I've never seen him look good. Young Big he, Ben was a force. Right. He's 35 now. Right. That's he, what I'm saying. I'm saying he, he can find it at times. I don't know what it is. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I just but, think it's luck. And I honestly think he's got a great team around him. Steelers are a great organization. They're going to win games. They're not going to win in the playoffs. It's just not going to happen. Right. Um, anyway, that was my bad beat. Do you have a bad one last week? Yeah, I got a bad one. And this and this goes back to the whole West Virginia thing. I was all gun-ho about West Virginia basketball starting. And the line came out against Texas Te- or Texas A&M. They played in Germany, which scared me. But, I, you know, I ended up taking it. I was actually, you know, at a hockey game. And I was kind of watching on my phone. We went up twenty-one to seven. West Virginia went up twenty-one to seven in the first ten minutes of the game. What was the what was the spread? I believe West Virginia was plus, or they were minus six points in that game. So I thought we'd win fully by, covering. Yeah, I thought we were going to cover. So in the first ten minutes, we were up fourteen points, and I was like, "Oh great, you know this looks like another West Virginia team. Fast attacks the rim, plays good defense." Well, then shit hit the fan. Um, we stopped making shots and Texas A&M decided to look like the fucking Harlem Globetrotters and hit everything. And next thing I know, West Virginia lost by 23 points. Jesus. Um, technically not a devastating bad beat, but I came into that thinking that that was a for sure victory by double digits for us. Um, the Homer thing probably played a factor there, but, uh, uh, you think (laughs) so, um, Yeah, it kind of goes two and two with the bad beats. I really thought that was a good pick. I thought the spread was off. I thought it should have been more, but, you know. 
yeah. caps off to A&M for, you know, playing and making shots. And it, it, it double played. I was heartbroken that West Virginia got their ass beat the first game of the year. And I really thought the line was good. So that, yeah, that was my heartbreaker for me. Yeah. I mean, I think by the end of it, it wasn't technically a bad beat. You probably had like a quarter to realize like, I right. No. Losing. So once, once, once the same second. with me on, on the Steelers. So I think I didn't have a bad beat like where it literally happened like in the last 10 seconds right. and then I was fucked. The worst, the worst beats in basketball is when someone hits a prayer three at the yeah, end of the cup. Those, those are the heartbreakers. And it will happen yeah. as oh, we do this podcast. So this week there wasn't one, but I made a really dumb call. Um, ben Roethlisberger somehow sliced up the Tennessee Titans like a fucking loaf of bread. <laughs> and Marcus uh, had a like a former top 10 team just like play like a bunch of jokes. Right. So... Uh, let's get into some picks. Uh, we're going to divide things up into, uh, you know, a few different things right now, just for the sake of the timing of the podcast, but we're going to look at some NCAA lines, football, um, some NFL lines, and that's it for now. Um, we know that there's a lot of people out there hungry for some basketball lines, college. We know the time is ripe for the picking. Um, there's not a lot of data out there when it comes to lines makers, um, when it comes to the basketball, but here's the thing: there's no lines on the NBA. This Stick weekend. with us, because I will I will win you money on this basketball. Marcus has been doing well. We're just not going to give you any lines that you can't use. And, and there's and there's no good NBA games on a Saturday. There's no NBA games over the weekend. Really, we're recording this on a Friday. There's games tonight, right? Um, but I, you know, no one's going to hear it, so there's no point in talking. Idea about is we release this Saturday, but Knicks plus seven and a half. If you guys, <laughs> if there's a time machine created in the next week, you could go back and yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to try to give you picks that you can actually use for now. Um, and even if, if you can't use them, you'll have them for reference to see if we're full of shit or not. Um, so I guess we're going to start with NCAA football for tomorrow or today when we release this, um, Marcus, what are you thinking? Uh, for just, just for my main picks. What? Yeah. Like what's your first pick on NCAA football tomorrow? Yeah. So I think number one, I think Pitt and Virginia tech Pitt is getting 16 and a half points. Uh, I definitely like that line. I think that Virginia Tech has shown at times to stall on offense. Um, I know Pitt hasn't been fantastic this year, but. Dude, they've been awful. They've only won. Uh, well, I guess they're. No, they haven't been five. too bad. They haven't been too bad. Yeah, I just think. 400. If Pitt's defense can somewhat show up in that game, I like Pitt to cover 16. Is Pitt at home? No, it's in Virginia. It's at Virginia Tech. Okay. But I still, I still like that line. I think Virginia Tech's offense can stall in the first half. They did that against West Virginia. Um, you know, you know, we probably should have won that one. But Virginia Tech can stall, uh, and I just, I like sixteen and a half. I, I, at the end of the year, I think the defense is going to be tuned, and yeah, I like, I like Pitt sixteen. Pitt and a half. sixteen and a half. All right. And um, the next college football is West Virginia. I am so, so, so on this one. I'm going to – I don't have tons of money, but I'm going to be putting most of my gambling I, on this one. I love this pick, and everyone's probably going to laugh at me because I'm a West Virginia homer. But West Virginia minus three and a half at home against the Texas Longhorns. I think Will Greer will show out. He's struggled at times, but he leads the nation in touchdown throws. Um I think it's the last home game of the season. I think West Virginia wins by two scores in that football game. Well, here, here's a few things that I look at and the reason why I love this line so much. It's not even 
obviously West Virginia is a better team. That's completely clear. If West Virginia plays like West Virginia, they should by no means lose or win this game by less than, than two scores. Right. That's just them being them. But there's some reasons outside of that that come into, um, you know, just like looking at the lines and, and kind of looking at what Vegas is giving you on this that I look at. Um, outside of West Virginia's minus three and a half favorite, we're also looking at an over under points total of 55. So that to me is a little confusing. What that's saying is Vegas sees this game as being somewhere in the realm of like a 28 to 25 or like a 24 to 21. I don't see Yeah, and that's not happening because that was like a West Virginia Kansas State in the rain in Manhattan, Kansas. And Kansas State has a pretty solid defense and West Virginia still scored 28 in the rain. Well, I'm just looking at what what West Virginia has done um you know at home. I feel like they did a phenomenal job at home against Iowa State who's taken down top 10 teams. They were able to come on top there like to be honest with you, I bet West Virginia because I am from West Virginia. I was born there. I'm, I'm a homer when it comes to them. But I bet them against Iowa State at home was extremely worried about that pick. But West Virginia at home is it? It's a tough place to go win a football game. It's a really game. tough place. It's and a long travel from Austin, Texas to Morgantown, West Virginia. I think West. If, if I'm going to take a pick at it, I'm going to take a stab at it. I think West Virginia wins that game. 38-27. I think that's the score. 38-27, WVU at home. I see West Virginia winning this game by at least 17 points. Um, that's my take on it. They, for one, Will Greer, he's a phenomenal talent, but I honestly, he is a little bit emotional and gets a little bit in his mind. He's underperformed in big-time games, puts pressure on himself from what I can see. And when it's a daytime game, um, early day game at home against a, a mediocre team. I just feel like he's going to feel comfortable and he's going to light this defense up for Texas. And this and this kind of goes to you know the the bowl the bowl standings. Texas, you know, at the end of the year, West Virginia is really just trying to place themselves in a decent bowl game. West Virginia has more to play for, and I think Will Greer needs if he if he plans on going to the NFL at the end of this year, he needs a couple really good games to solidify himself even as a second round draft pick. Um, but moving you know, in West Virginia, whatever moving on from that, my last pick. Well, I, b- wait, before okay. we move okay. on, I okay. mean, Texas, there's something, I mean, Texas has played closely with some bigger opponents, but honestly, they've all been at home. They've totally un- underperformed. Uh, they did beat Iowa state. That's the game. The that's the game that scares me is that they hold, they held Iowa state to seven points on the road. That scares me. I just think that if Will Greer is comfortable, he's had a year of playing under his belt. He's playing a defense and a team that's going to be much less competitive than the past two weeks. I honestly feel like Kansas state and, um, Iowa State were much more competitive teams. Um, I, I would I, I would be surprised Will Greer went less than 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 four touchdown passes um, tomorrow, and West Virginia wasn't able to pull off a two score win. I agree. Uh, let's move on. Uh, you got another pick for us? 
I'll save it for the lock. We'll save that for later. I got um, I got a lock of the week. And it goes, I got another. It goes, goes well. I guess if I had to do a non-lock of the week pick, uh, I don't mean to steal your picks if this was yours, but um, Philadelphia Eagles. What are they? Minus two. Wait, can we can we stick with uh, college? College. Now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll save my last for uh, the lock of the week. We'll cut that. Um, let's move on to another college pick here. Yeah, go on to your picks. Yeah, I um, another college line I really like, and this is a little bit, you know, out of the mainstream. Um, we got Northwestern minus seven against uh, Minnesota at home. Row the boat. Um, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to what Northwestern has been doing this year. Uh, they have a, a really consistent team um, at home. They've been really tough to beat. Their only loss at home has been to Duke. Not really sure what happened there, but they've had some pretty impressive wins outside of that. They were able to beat Michigan State at home. Dude, um, and they had Wisconsin on the ropes in yeah. Madison. That nope. is a hostile place to go play a football game. And Northwestern was toe-to-toe with the Badgers, who could possibly, if they close out the season undefeated, will be in the college playoff. Right. And, I mean, they're on a five-game win streak at home. Um this is our second game at home in a week. I just think Evanston's going to be bumping tomorrow. Um, I, I don't see any reason why that minus seven is not going to happen. I agree for I, for I, Northwestern. I agree, totally agree on that one. Um, yeah, so I I, I I would feel pretty confident betting on that one, um, for sure. Uh, next line NCAA football. Um, I don't know how what I feel about this one. I, I just more didn't want to talk about it, but uh, Oklahoma. Uh, minus 38 versus Kansas. Now, that's a lot of points, man. It is a lot, and I know Kansas has. I just feel like I don't. Vegas has this. They make lines not solely based on statistics, but also based on public opinion. And in the past few weeks, the Kansas football team has received so much criticism from the media. Yeah, there's been ESPN columnists coming out and saying that it was the most, it was the worst performance in college football history, and all you know, like some really crazy stuff like that. So, let's put this in perspective. If Kansas were to score three points, that would be what? What would that? Okay, so 38. You know, the, Oklahoma would have to win 40 to two, uh, or 40 to three. Excuse me. Um, that's that's insane. I think Kansas scores more than three points. I think they get a touchdown in there, maybe in scrub time. This could be one of those, you know, fourth quarter, sit Baker Mayfield, get your scrubs in the game. Kansas goes, scores a late touchdown, and breaks that spread. Well, and also Kansas, a lot of people don't realize they have a great running back. Um, oh, he's one of the best in the they country. They have a great running game. I don't really know the name. I'm it's bad of me for admitting that, but I've watched them play. And honestly, between Kansas and Oklahoma, um, you know, if Baker Mayfield can come up with with five touchdown passes, um, yeah, I think that a 38-point spread is totally feasible. But I definitely see the running game of of Kansas um, as a tool to keep him off the field where I don't see him getting a five-touchdown lead on this team just because they love to run the ball and their biggest asset is a running back. Um, so I actually think that um, Kansas plus 38 at Oklahoma or um, actually, sorry, um, that's going to be at Kansas. 
Um, I would probably lean towards that if I had to bet it. Um, not sure if I'm going to yet, but I, I, to me, that seems like the way to go. I agree. I like Kansas. I mean, 30, that's a lot of points. You, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take those odds. on. Those Especially points. when you're looking at a, an Oklahoma team doesn't have much. I mean, they have a lot to play for. They're going to walk into this game knowing they're going to stomp these guys into the dirt. Right. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they manage the clock. That's and really, what, and really, Oklahoma's. I mean, you got to think it, this whole like bowl stuff. I keep mentioning it. Really comes back into play. Oklahoma needs to win out, beat TCU in the Big Twelve championship to get a place in the you know in the, have a prayer in the final you know in the Final Four. They're going to go in there. They just want to beat Kansas. They don't need to make a statement. Baker Mayfield is in a, is going to be a finalist for the Heisman. They don't need to go in there and win this game by forty two points or, you know, even 38. So I think, I honestly think this game, it's going to look like a blowout in the first half. I see Oklahoma sitting their players late in the third quarter, Kansas scoring late and that, and them covering yeah. late in the game. That's how no, I see. I, I think, I think you're right. This comes down. This is a game management line. 100%. Um, Vegas wants people to bet Oklahoma because Kansas has been publicly, publicly bashed on their football team. Um, I think this is a, a place where you take advantage of Vegas trying to take advantage of the public opinion of Kansas's football program. Um, but yeah, uh, unless you got any more picks for NCAA football, no, you good? I'm good. Nice. Uh, we're going to go ahead to NFL. Um, NFL is my forte. Um, I've been around 65% um, this year. Uh, I have a really good grasp so far. On, on on things i had a rough week last week but uh there's actually a really great slate of games this week and i'm i'm excited to share um what's going to happen and First, for and for a guy like me like i've been really disappointed in the previous years just on the quality of play in the nfl i think this year is a great year for the nfl because there's a lot of teams in the mix you get the rams out of nowhere just look like a you know a, a super bowl contender with sean or uh, what's his name sean mcveigh he looks – that team looks great. And now I'm, like, intrigued to watch NFL games. A couple of years ago, I was just like, man, the NFL it was a joke to me. I think the quality of play definitely uh, – I shouldn't say quality of play because NFL – This is where this is where me and you will disagree. NFL football is, without a doubt, better football than college. I will not even entertain the argument that college football is better. It just simply isn't. Um, it may be more entertaining because you have guys who – could probably make an impact on an NFL team like on the field with other guys who would never even sniff the NFL. Yep. So you have a lot of mismatches. You have a lot of yards being gained. You have, you know, it, it's just more entertaining to watch. Whereas you're when it's in the NFL, these defenses, these players are so good at what they do. Um, it, it takes a lot more strategy. It takes a lot, you know, that's it, where things like game management, um, time management, it becomes more like a chess match and um, kind of analyzing where team strengths lie. And um, I think to me, it's a more interesting thing to, to, to look at. And that's also why the Rams are so exciting to watch is because if you've been watching the Rams over the last four or five weeks, it's almost like watching a college football game. Yeah. No, they're kicking the shit out of people. They are putting so much points. They're creating space. Um, and, but that goes to Sean McVay. I, I just think he's doing a really great job um, taking advantage of the talent he has on the team. Jared Goff 
that that's a whole other topic. Jared Goff went from with uh, Jeff Fisher looking absolutely clueless in the pocket to looking like in a, a, a pretty, you know, like a quarterback who's going to have a really solid career in the NFL. He looks fantastic. And it's literally that they have, they have Sammy Watkins now. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's been great. But other than that, it's basically the same Rams team. And it's just amazing well, to me at the coaching at that level that, and you have Todd Gurley. I mean, well, I, he was there. I'm saying like changes in the team from the Rams last year to the Rams this year. Well, I just think it's easier to easy to direct your attention to Jared Goff because he's a new introduction. Um, you know, Todd Gurley has been there a few years. Everyone knows Todd Gurley is an elite NFL running back. And now he has people around him to compliment him. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams are an extremely dangerous team. And I frankly can't believe that they're plus two at the Vikings this weekend. Um, this is honestly my cash cow this weekend. I'm, I plan on putting most of, of what I'm playing. Um, with the Rams plus two, I just I just don't see um, Case Keenum with the Vikings being able to keep up with the defensive backfield on the Rams, who are actually one of the unsung heroes of that team. Um, it's a that's a physical defensive back, like a defensive back group. They're 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 a physical bunch. They are very physical. They came from most of those guys on the defense were there when Jeff Fisher was there. They single handedly kept the Rams in so many games that were scoring under 20 points last. Remember? That, oh, dude, I, I literally at the beginning of the NFL season, I was like, I will never bet the over on the Rams. Every game I watched the Rams hit the under last year, but this year they are like over. They now are hitting now the, they score 35 points yeah, every game. They are crushing the over all the time. And it's, and it's, it's great play calling. It's, 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 you know, they know their strengths on offense. Sean McVay has done a phenomenal job. Anyway, bet Rams plus two at the Vikings on Sunday, you won't be sorry you did. Um, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't even. I mean, you might as well take the money line there. I agree. I say um, if you're going to bet plus two, take that money line and yeah. get and get your plus. I think it's plus one fifteen. Yeah, get your money on that. Yeah, go ahead. The Rams are going to win that football game. They, um, yeah, I, they're they're in a dome. Um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see a way. Uh, the Vikings have, have put together a really good season. However, I just. The Rams are are on a roll, and I don't see anyone stopping that. Couldn't agree more. Um, another line I like here on the NFL slate would be Philadelphia um, minus five versus the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many reasons why I like this line. Um, the main part, though has to do with all the drama and ridiculousness surrounding the Cowboys right now. I just think you have an organization that's distracted versus an organization that is, you know, bent on success. Well, and at the current state of Ezekiel Elliott, he with he withdrew his appeal. So he is suspended for six games. Mm. So he will not be playing. And, you know, I like I was I like it, it's it's a, it's been such a conundrum. Like I tweeted the other day. You know, as a joke, Ezekiel Elliott appeals his own withdrawal on his appeal for his suspension. <laughs> like it's been, it was a joke, but it's been such a fucking nightmare. But finally, he's not playing. Cowboys have a great offensive line, but Carson Wentz, well, that dude is a baller. He can. I was play. actually going to say, what do you think about Carson Wentz? He is 
he he's I think he is the best young I okay. A lot of people love to talk about Dak, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has the best offensive line in the NFL. Well, they're also down their left tackle right now. Okay. Anyway, Carson Wentz gets the job done. You watch this guy play. He makes good decisions. And not only that, he's a guy that, that his teammates, they buy into. He's a tough, gritty quarterback. And he just, he just gets the job done. I love Carson Wentz. I love the Eagles in this game. I could not agree more. I think the Cowboys have been through so much bullshit. I think the Eagles win this by 10 points. Yeah, I just think, you know, with all the BS surrounding the Cowboys organization over the last 10 weeks, um, it's going to be really hard for them to be able to garner the focus to beat a team like the Eagles who has been performing at arguably the highest level in the league. And I feel like the Cowboys have just kind of been like squeaking along this year. Like they've been just kind of like, well, they've had a few routings. I mean, they, they, they smothered, they smothered the Redskins. Um, you know, they, they, they were able to come up top over the chiefs. I don't really, I remember watching that. I bet the chiefs on that game. I was really disappointed because I put a lot of money on that, but um, somehow they won there. And I just, but I, I really do think that not having Zeke is going to show because Zeke is, I'm not going to say the best running back in the NFL, but he's top three running oh, backs yeah, for in the sure. NFL. No doubt. So not having that presence and missing your left tackle, which is Dak Prescott's blind side, that's gonna that's gonna show up huge. And like not having Zeke, that changes like the entire game plan. I I, I don't know. I just see the Eagles winning yeah. that football game. Well, the reason I asked you earlier, I used to not bet on the Eagles at the beginning of the year. I lost money betting the Eagles because I, to be honest with you, it was an emotional decision. I very much disliked how um, Carson Wentz played the game. He's very arrogant. He's cocky. He extends plays. He refuses to go down in the pocket, even when he's wrapped up at the legs. So he just, to me, has this confidence that makes him believe he can get away with anything. And I, I think that's going to catch up with him. I hope it's not this week because my money's going with him this week, but I, I think it's only a matter of time before he tries to take too many hits and he ends up costing his team. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I do see what you're saying with Carson Wentz. He does like to extend plays. Like he, he's like, he, like, I hate, you know, everyone makes this like, Oh, he looks like Brett Favre gunslinger. He just kind of has the mentality of like, Brett Favre, but I mean, I'm trying to look up really quick this year. He has thrown only five interceptions this year. I know. So for a guy who loves to extend plays, it's incredible. And he makes it looks like he can make bad decisions, but he's only thrown five interceptions. That's a quarterback that is making good decisions in the NFL at a young age. He's a young quarterback. Right. I'm not. I'm not disputing his idea or, or disputing his ability to make good decisions on where the ball needs to be. He's obviously a top quarterback in that regard. What worries me is that he believes that he, uh, he has the wherewithal to stand in the pocket and take hit from take hits from defensive, you know, defensive ends and linebackers in the NFL for more than 10 years. I just, I, I don't see Yeah, Maybe long-term it catches up to him, but I just don't see him. Um, and the thing is it could happen any game, you know, like I, that's what's scary about his his playing style to me, and um, you know, it's 
it's kind of insulting to the opponents. Like sometimes I get, I'm like, I get pissed off, like watching him trying to extend, like just hit the ground. I don't know. What do you think? Am, am I, am I'm, a I Carson, I'm, I'm a big Carson Wentz guy. I, I love the way he plays the game. I think in a league, in an NFL league that has quarterbacks on a pedestal, they protect, they protect them like hell. I love the way he plays. I think he makes great decisions in the pocket. Yes. The long term of things, these hits that he's taking may catch up to him, but short term talking game lines in this game, my money's on Carson Wentz over covering the spread over an Ezekiel Elliott, not Ezekiel Elliott being on the Dallas Cowboys. I yeah. think the Eagles cover the spread. And it's only five points. I mean, I, I, I think I, I think the Eagles that. win by a score. I think it's close. I think it's a good game, but I like the Eagles winning by a score. Okay. Well, a touchdown and not not a field goal. A they touchdown. could win. I, I could almost see a ten point uh, a cover there. Um, uh, for the last NFL pick, I I, I really like. Um, this is a somewhat of a, a raggedy pick, but um, I really like Baltimore minus two um, at Green Bay. I, it it blows my mind that Vegas hasn't. I feel like they haven't like caught up to the the Aaron Rodgers Packers. They are terrible. Well, this is this is my theory. And I could be way off here. But Chicago against Green Bay last week, they were screwed out of a chance to win that game by their coach John Fox. He challenged them into turning the ball over when they should have had the ball on the 1-yard line and were one run away from winning the game or not winning the game but tying it. Instead, uh, the Packers, it was ruled that Jordan Howard lost the ball before he touched the pylon. It was ruled a touchback. Packers got the ball on their own 25, and and um, Chicago never had a chance to get back in the game. Um, and, and you're talking about a team like Chicago who, for them, 24 points will win them a game. It's because right. they have a really great defense. Um no one scores much on them, but they don't score much either. Regardless, I think Green Bay is getting a little bit too much credit going into this game. It's it, in this in this shows so much credit to Aaron Rodgers. This Green Bay team without Aaron Rodgers is they're bad, man. They're just they're a bad football team without Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, I think in a lot of people's mind, is the best quarterback in the NFL. Tom Brady's on the best team. He's had the most success. And Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I would say he's the best football player in the NFL. Yeah. Well, he has he that's, has that's that's a, that's a different, you know, that's that's a tough topic to argue. That's up for argument. I mean, he's the most impactful player yes, in he's, the league. Yes, he is the most and it shows. If like like with Jimmy Garoppolo when um Tom Brady was out. The Patriots are still getting theirs. The Packers aren't a great team without a rod behind the center. Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player in the NFL. He's not going to win the MVP, obviously, but you look at impacts, wins and losses. Aaron Rodgers is, is the best player in the league. He's a winner. Um, Brett Hundley, he, he's in all essence. He's a rookie. He has so little experience. Um, Baltimore defense, Baltimore is going to kick the shit out of the Packers. I think. If I don't. A- I don't. I don't see. I don't see it as that. I. I honestly think it's going to be another low-scoring game, just like the rest of the games will be for Green Bay. 
I like I like Baltimore um, minus two if you care for the extra you know few bucks you'll make there. Um, but in terms of picking the spread, that's my pick. Uh, Baltimore Ravens minus two against the Packers. Um, I think uh, so. We've gone through a lot of picks. Uh, we want to kind of cap things off with like our most confident. Yeah. If we're so um, like, I like to, I don't play a lot of games, but I'll pick ones. I, I play very few games. The ones that I'm very confident in, I pick a bunch, like I write them down and track them, but the ones I bet on are the ones I'm very, very confident in. Yeah. So with that, um, everyone loves an underdog. Um, it, you know, everyone talks about in sports gambling, taking underdogs and how that's supposed to be the way to go. Um, I have some arguments against that. However, we're going to present to you our dogs of the week. Uh, so actually, I know we talked about a big dog earlier being Kansas plus 38 um, at home. That's like the dog of the century. But um, if, if you if you are looking for another dog, I, I honestly think a really good one would be Kansas State plus 19 and a half. Um, versus Oklahoma State. What do you think about that, Marcus? I like it. I think, yeah, I mean, Kansas State's proven to be a good football team, got a great defense. Um, I think, I and I, I said this before, I think it comes down to game management. Oklahoma State is in the same position as Oklahoma. They need to win out. They need to get in the Big 12 championship game. Kansas State holds it. They cover. Kansas State covers that game. That line is unbelievable to me honestly that line Why? That, i just think kansas state's not credited enough for the team they have they have a solid football team they have a good defense i don't think oklahoma they state, have a young quarterback that's i'm not talking about their offense i'm talking about their defense yeah. oklahoma state has struggled at times i know their offense can look incredible sometimes i think if kansas state can get some stops early and keep that offense off the field they cover this Without a doubt. But if Kansas State can't get first downs and can't possess the ball at all, Oklahoma could kick the shit out of them. But I do like Kansas State covering the spread in that game. All right. Well, that's our dog of the week. Did you like, like that? We yeah. might do that last week, next week. I just thought I'd try it. Um, anyway, we're going to cap this with our lock of the week. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Talked about a lot of picks. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I already mentioned it before, but if, if, if you just want to kind of dip your toe in the water here, get yourself a W, I would highly recommend. This is our lock of the week. This I got is, my own lock. This of the is week my too. lock of the week coming from me, Jordan, Luke Lamasters on the spread podcast. Tell your friends if you want free money, this is who you bet you're betting on. The Los Angeles Rams covering two points against the Vikings. Uh, this is so much a lock. I can't even believe it. If you're saving up for your kids to go to college. Yes. I would recommend that you take that whole fund out. Take your whole Roth IRA out. All of it. Take the fucking penalty. Bet the Rams. Yep. This is a lock. Because it'll cover it if you have enough in there. It is a lock, 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 lock. I love it. I love that pick. And love that pick. Marcus, what's yours? I'm not even going to argue it. I'm just going to let the Cyclones do the talking. Iowa State minus nine against Baylor. 
That's all I'm saying. Iowa State will cover that spread. If I had to bet all, my, if I had to pick one game this week, non-basketball, which I usually play basketball, I would pick Iowa State minus nine. Bam. I'm not even going to argue it. Okay. Well, there it is. If you guys want to win some money, you need to bet on the Rams plus two against the Vikings, and you need to bet on can't or sorry Iowa State, Iowa State minus nine minus nine against Baylor. Um, that's all we got. Hey, this- hey, tell them how to get in touch with us on Twitter. Give them your Twitter handle. Yeah, um, you can reach me. I'm not a big Twitter guy. Probably should since we're getting into the the blog game, the podcast game. It seems to be the place to be. Um, but my 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 handle is at jl underscore lamasters. Um, Marcus, what's yours? Mine is at m j j a y l twenty four m j l twenty four. Hit me up, DM me. I'll message you back. If you think I'm an idiot, call me an idiot. If I made you money, tell me I made you money. Great. Which we will. We're gonna win you money this week. Um, Stick with us in the long run. If we if we're wrong this week, fine. No, we're gonna be right. We're gonna be right. Like I if said, if you're gonna it's, take it's, two from this, you need to take Rams and you need to take Iowa, Iowa State. State. That will win you money, and then we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Time to cover. Yeah, fuck with me and get some money and get some money. Yeah. Hey, fuck with me and get some money and get some money. Yeah, fuck with me and get some money.